Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium, but we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com somnium. Donate what you can, and if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. My name is Caleb Coy, and all of my life I've had encounters that I couldn't explain. As a child, raised in a deeply religious home, I was taught to believe in an invisible world of spirits, constantly at war. Growing up, I rejected faith in favor of science and skepticism. I don't know for sure that what I've witnessed were ghosts. I don't even know if I believe in ghosts. The souls of the dead, trapped in their last moments, some residual energy of life, obeying the laws of thermodynamics. Whispers from a parallel universe, only noticeable when the membranes slap together. Or just hallucinations from mold in the wall. In the stories that follow, we offer no explanations. Only the truth as it was observed. So join me, as Night Shift Radio presents, Possibly Normal. Episode 1, The Basement. My parents were divorced when I was four years old, and after some time spent bouncing between temporary homes, we settled into a one-bedroom basement apartment in a small village near Lake Ontario in rural New York State. We would live there for the next five years. Was I a sensitive child with an overactive imagination? Sure. But that doesn't mean this place wasn't creepy. And maybe that's all it was. But I remember it as a place I learned to be afraid of the night. My brother and I slept in bunk beds that had been separated and placed on either side of what should have been the dining room. The one bedroom was left to us kids to play in while our dad slept in the living room. The only windows on that side of the apartment were tiny egress windows, barely large enough for even a child to fit through in an emergency. My dreams in this house were often intense. I frequently had nightmares that made me afraid to even open my eyes. Certainly it was a mistake to read the story about the boy who thought the room was safe, only to be grabbed by a cold, clammy hand from under the bed. Oh yes, I remember that to this day. One night, I dreamt the neighbor's cat had gone rabid, and was clawing furiously through the tiny window to get at me. Now that dream probably had no meaning. Probably. I had almost forgotten about the dream when, weeks later, the cat attacked me while I was playing outside. Thankfully, it wasn't rabid, 
But the nightmares continued, frequent and intense. One night I awoke and looked towards the kitchen. As my eyes adjusted to the dark, I saw a shape floating back and forth between the two beds, just at the foot. It was a skeleton. Just a torso, actually. Arms and a head. It paced for what felt like several minutes, unaware that I was watching. And as it bounced back and forth, its arms waving, I could feel the terror welling up inside of me. And then it noticed me. As I sat watching in horror, the apparition turned and began to float towards me. This was it, I thought. This thing is going to get me. I buried myself under the covers, waiting, barely daring to breathe, and not coming out until morning. I don't know what happened next. I was wide awake, but I refused to open my eyes again. The next day I told my family about this encounter. Predictably, no one believed me. I was teased, told I had dreamt the whole thing, and eventually written off as just a frightened child. I never saw the apparition of the half-skeleton again. But the nightmares continued until we left that apartment, the summer before fifth grade. It was years before I would face these fears again.